0: Thank you for tuning in to the Show Me Homeschool podcast. Today we have a lovely guest, Carrie DeFrancisco. She is a wife and retired homeschooling mom of two homeschool graduates living and learning in Southern California. She's the host of the popular podcast, Coffee with Carrie, Homeschool Help. She's a speaker, author of several books, including Just Freeze and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God and Homeschool High School, A handbook for Christian education through her consulting services, books, blog articles, seminars, and podcasts. She helps moms simplify their homeschooling one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Carrie is an out of the box thinker, which is probably why she was an outside of the curriculum box homeschooler. She can be found drinking her favorite latte, walking in nature, reading her Bible, cooking a batch of homemade beignets, and laughing at herself and crazy ideas. I'm Erin. And I'm Joe. We're the hosts of the Show Me Homeschool podcast, where we guide parents through the wilderness of home education. Each weekly episode will focus on supporting and encouraging homeschool moms and dads through conversational interviews with like-minded Christian leaders in the homeschool community.
1: In our experience, we've seen the lack of resources and support available for homeschool dads. So we want to address that by covering relevant topics concerning husbands and fathers as they lead their families through this lifestyle of home education.
0: We understand the need for creating connections and building authentic relationships to sustain a healthy homeschool environment for yourself and your children. Our goal is not to show you how to replicate our homeschool, but to show you how you can create a home learning lifestyle that is sustainable for your family. Show Me Homeschool is here to come alongside you. Thank you for joining me, Carrie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Erin. This is going to be fun. I think so. I found Carrie through our mutual friend, Rachel Ellsbury, and she just told me how lovely you were. I was actually at the Wild and Free Conference in Franklin this year, and I did not have the opportunity to meet you, and I was so sad. (laughs) Because I I know you were there as well. So, Carrie, what else would you like uh, to tell our guests and our listeners? Wow,
1: that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I've been enjoying your podcast as well. And Rachel is a doll, isn't she? Love her. Yes. She's absolutely a doll. And actually, I'm glad you brought her up because I was interviewing uh, Rachel for one of my uh, episodes. It was on planning because you know how fabulous Rachel is all the uh-huh. planning and organization. So it was obvious, right? And so we were finished and we were just talking after the episode. And she says, you know, you really should write a book about homeschooling in high school. And I said, well, I kind of started it a long time ago, but I put it away. And really, who, you know, I, I don't have time for that. But then it was Rachel who really got me thinking. And she's like, no, you really need to write this book. And so it was actually because of Rachel that put like the fire in me again. Oh, wow. To go ahead and, and finish writing uh, the new book that's coming out March first, homeschooling high school. So I have her to thank, and she also took all the beautiful pictures.
0: Oh. of um,
1: that I've been using for all the promotions. So
0: that I, I love, love that. Her. Yes, Rachel, you're amazing. Yeah, I still have to book her for my show, so I'm excited to do that. And really, what I wanted to talk to you because I know part of what Joe and I found with our homeschooling, we're in our twelfth year, we've graduated a student, and there's just a plethora of material out there for for beginner homeschoolers, you know. Uh there's curriculum, there's all these Mom Helps and Homeschooling 101 and I really want to give more airtime and voice to people like you who have walked that road to completion with homeschooling. So, how did you get into homeschooling? Let's talk go way back into your journey even into making that decision. Way way back. <laughs> Uh, that's another loaded question. I was
1: one of those people. I was a classroom teacher in the public and private school. And then I was actually an adjunct professor as well at the uh, two universities here in Southern California, teaching the teachers in the credentialing program. So I was definitely one of those people that um whenever someone brought up homeschooling, I thought those people are crazy. Um, They don't know what they're talking about. They're there's no way they could do, you know, what we do in the classroom. Um, but God and my kids had a completely different plan for our family. And then it, it actually happened little by little. But one student um, got pulled from my class so that uh, he could homeschool. And that was like the little bug that kind of got put in my head. I was like, wait a minute. Really? You're leaving this fabulous school to homeschool? So that was when the little, you know, what is going on here? And then the Lord just orchestrated the way he does everywhere I went. There was homeschooling people. So the gym, the park, the grocery store, you name it, there was somebody there who was a homeschooler. And so um, I just kept meeting all these people and talking with them and I would watch their kids. And I thought, wait a minute, all this stuff that, you know, we were told about homeschoolers, none of it's true. They're like, beyond normal they're fabulous human beings and you know they're not weird and they're so smart and they actually give you eye contact when you talk to them um and so that got me going and then I had my first uh child and then when she got to be around two that's when I realized no the traditional school setting is not gonna work for her she Mm -hmm. just thought too differently outside of the box like me and then like I said I was teaching in the classroom and I was teaching teachers and there were things happening even back then. This is like 25 years ago, right? That I thought, no, I don't think I really want this for my kids, you know? Yeah. And so that's pretty much how it started. So I call myself an accidental homeschooler. I was never one of those who got married and thought, yes, we're going to homeschool. And it wasn't my husband who said, we're going to homeschool. Um, we kind of fell into it. Mm-hmm. and my husband uh would tease and say all right we'll homeschool year by year and see how it goes well you know the rest <laughs> is history it's 20 years later and we did it all the way through
0: so that yeah. yeah so as most moms that I know I've talked to you, and you probably as well you get to the point when you're in your homeschool journey where you you're feeling like you're kind of finally getting the hang of it and then something mm-hmm. happens that shifts <laughs> that momentum or that drive to continue on did you do you want to talk about a moment maybe where that happened for you
1: oh yes there were many and that's what mom to know yes. as soon as you you have it down pat and you're like all right i got this thing and we do this with motherhood too mm-hmm. we're like oh yeah i think i finally got my groove we're and then something happens or a kid starts getting hormones or something <laughs> happens does. right and or you have to move, or your husband loses his job, and everything changes. And so the same thing happens uh, in homeschool. And so you're constantly having to kind of revamp and find a new groove, right? Um, but for me, I think one of my my biggest moments that I can really remember, um, I call it my uh, loaves and fish moment. I was reading uh, Matthew, I think it's 14, and it was about Jesus feeding the 5,000. And I just started busting out crying. And I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, Jesus is feeding 5,000 people effortlessly. And I'm barely feeding and nurturing two little ones. <laughs> and then I felt like I was just failing them. And I just remember the, the Lord saying, you know what, Gary, just give me your fishes and loaves. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I started crying again because I'm thinking all I got is stale breadcrumbs and fish heads. Like, I didn't even have breads, bread and fish. <laughs> um but I realized, you know what? No, 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 he's right. I just need to show up. I just need to give what I can, and that will be good enough. And God and my husband and you know, everything will come alongside. My husband found me that day crying and and uh he was like, What is wrong? And he just kept telling me, Breathe, just breathe, you got this. Um, and by the way, this happened in February. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, but February was always a rough month uh, for us trying to get it over that February wall. Um, but I realized that day that God and my family, they weren't calling me to be perfect. Mm-hmm. They weren't calling me to be teacher of the year. Um, I just needed to be faithful mm-hmm. and I just needed to do what I could do. And that was going to have to be good enough until I could give more. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I had several of those moments and those times where we would self. I would self doubt and I would think about Am I ruining the kids? Should I put them in school? And and then friends and my husband and my kids would you know convince me that no 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 this is this is what we're supposed to be doing and 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 then sure enough everything would would work out and it always
0: did. So yeah, I love that. I find. And I don't know if you see the same thing. I started homeschooling before Instagram. And I'm Uh so thankful for that because when you're talking about just being content and showing up and Mm -hmm. then you find yourself logging into your favorite social media app and you're, I find for myself, it's hard to show up when I see other moms showing up in a different way. And I feel like Mm -hmm. there's this, um, it's not even so much a competition aspect as just, I don't feel like I'm being my best self when I'm comparing. So would you want to maybe walk through that a little bit and how you've navigated that as you've homeschooled and then, you know, seeing all these other moms and peeks into their home, how you've managed to uh, stay stay focused on showing up for your own family? Yeah, like you, I started
1: homeschooling when there was no social media out there. And so... Really the only time that like that feeling of I'm not doing it like they are, and should I be doing it that way was maybe when we went to park day, right? And right. and the kids <laughs> would be spouting off something they just learned and I'd sit there and go, Oh, I, I didn't even think we needed to be doing that right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was about the gist of it. But you're right. Nowadays, um everywhere you turn, uh, you just see these wonderful Um, things that other homeschooling moms are doing. And it's just kind of natural for us to kind of think, well, am I doing it wrong or should I be doing it that way or should I be using that? Um, and I just finally got to the point where I had to just go with what fit in our schedule for one, fit in our budget. That was a big thing. And what each of my kids wanted to learn and how they learned. And so when I finally got to the point where I could look at my friend who was like a fabulous homeschooler and they did all these awesome things and I just realized, well, first of all, my kid doesn't learn that way. So doing all these beautiful lap books and and arts and crafts projects and. That just wasn't our family, you know, (laughs) so um, every time I tried to do it, my kids just didn't like it. And so, you know, I had to get rid of that, that whole idea. And so when I started going back to the things that fed my soul and fed my kids soul and what brought us joy and peace, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not what brought us stress or chaos, and we did those things, I found that there was um, a whole lot more contentment. (laughs) <laughs> and in our home and and with uh, the kids and with me. And, and I tried really hard when my friends would show me different things to take it as advice and not as this is what we're doing, it works, you should do it too.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. It is hard, I think, sometimes to just, we need to be more simple in what we're doing and you know, I, it's funny because now, you know, we're on Facebook, we've got all these different groups for specific things. And one thing that I see is it's so niche down in these groups. You know, you're not only homeschooling in this methodology, but you also have this little thing over here. And it, it can be so all-consuming if we aren't focused truly on what does God have for my family and what did he call my family to do? What are their interests? Um, I want to touch a little bit on the fact that you're an out-of-the-box Curriculum person, because there are so many companies out there. Great. Lots. I mean, I love a good book. I will buy a, new, a book every second of the day if I could. Um, and I love, you know, the creativity of the homeschool community. And then, you know, there's other people with outside the homeschool community that are now marketing to homeschoolers and the choices can be overwhelming. So how did you make curriculum choices with your children? Well,
1: first of all, um, Budget was a big thing. And mm. so if I found with my kids that if it was an all-in-one kind of a curriculum, we usually never got that, mainly in the beginning because it was just usually too expensive. But then as I got my feet wet in this whole home education thing, I realized that um, my kids didn't really need, you know, all of the bells and whistles but for us, we didn't actually use formal curriculum, um, until like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. And so like with math, I would just go to Costco or the dollar store and I would get those really cute math workbooks that you can get for like 20 bucks. We would do that and we played lots of math games because my kid, my kids learn much better through games and, and play and stuff like that. Um and we just wrote a lot instead of using a formal writing curriculum we didn't really do formal writing until like 6th grade but i found that my kids learned best through read aloud and so for our family we would do an awful lot of family style learning uh-huh and so because of that doing that one room schoolhouse approach i didn't have to buy separate curriculum for separate subjects for separate grade levels, right? So I didn't have to have a, um, a reading and a grammar and a spelling and history and a science for fifth grade. And, and then the same thing for third grade. So I find that if you try and teach as much as you can or learn as much as you can as a family together, you don't really need an awful lot of boxed, commercially made curriculum there are some really great stuff out there that I did use throughout the years. I was very eclectic. I tended to uh, piece things together and I definitely tried to do what my kids needed. So if my kids like one kid really needed the hands-on math and the other one really needed like a computer based kind of a math, as much as I hated it, <laughs> that's what he needed. So, you know, I would do those kinds of curriculum things when they were needed and there's a lot of kids out there that they learn best through textbooks they do you can literally give them a textbook and they could go in their room and teach themselves uh, yeah. but not everybody's like that and um so we did an awful lot of family style learning we did our reading together we did our history we learned the same science together we did music together and art, art together we didn't really branch off Into separate corners and separate levels, except for math, and then um, with writing because my daughter is, you know, older than than Joe. So, um, but that's pretty much how
0: we did a lot of out of the box. Uh We did a lot of learning. I love that, and and I brought that up because I feel like it's so important to remind, especially the newer homeschool moms, that even though there's a lot of curriculum out there, it, it isn't necessary to to buy all of that. To have a great education. I like to say that if you have a library card, access to nature, and an internet connection, you can have a stellar education. You know, this day and age, you know, our founding fathers, they were amazing at, you know, forming a nation. And most of them were either privately tutored or educated at home. And we have everything at our fingertips. And they did not. And, you know, what can you do with all of that? You know, and so I like to remind moms that it doesn't take a box to have a great education. So I would really love to talk with you about your book because I feel like it's, it's so needed. And I'm so thankful for Rachel for cheering you on and and pushing (laughs) you in that direction because I need to read that book. We have one that we've graduated. We have uh, two other high schoolers right now, and then we have a big age gap. So I'll, I'll be back in that phase in about 10 years, (laughs) but, um, so tell me about the book. What what is the premise of it? What are you hoping? What are you hoping to accomplish um, through writing it?
1: Well, like I said, uh, Rachel kind of prompted me to uh, get back in there and dust off that project and and start writing it again. But it kind of came to be uh, like two years ago when I picked it back up when my son had graduated, and I thought I was just meeting with so many moms who were either just starting off with homeschooling and they needed help. But I found I was meeting a whole lot more with moms who wanted to continue homeschooling through high school, but were just scared to death to do it. And they didn't know what to do or how to do it. And I could totally relate to that because I was that mom Um, as much as we loved homeschooling. When uh, neighbors and uh, in-laws and family members would ask us at Christmas, you know, oh, this homeschooling thing, it's so cute, but you're really not going to do it in high school, are you? Right. And my answer for a long time was no way. I'm not smart enough, uh, organized enough. I'm not good enough. No way. I'm putting them in, in school at that point. But like I said, God and my kids had different plans and my kids really wanted to continue homeschooling, uh, through the high school years. And so when, uh, Joe graduated, I thought I'm meeting with so many moms who just feel this, uh, this desire and this tug to continue this beautiful journey of home education through graduation, but they just didn't know how to go about it. And like we were talking about, they felt so pressured that they had to follow these standards or they, had to use these curriculums, or they had to set it up the way the traditional public school does it down the street, right and so, um, I sat down and I thought, you know what? Um, that was like the main reason why I went ahead and started to to write the book, but it winded up being very therapeutic for me. It winded up being my therapy, oh because I love it. when my youngest graduated, my husband and I became empty nesters. They both, you know, my daughter was already living on her own and Joe was away at college and I was a retired homeschooling mom. So this life that I had for 20 years was now different. Right. And the house was quiet. I couldn't believe that. And all the laundry was already always done. <laughs> and, you know, it was just like, wow. Um, and so it was very, therapeutic as well for me to sit down and reflect on what we did and how we did it and how our friends did it and what worked and what didn't work and what resources we used. And it just brought up all these beautiful memories and all these uh, fun treasures um, that we accumulated because we took that leap of faith and we homeschooled all the way through high school. So um, I hope moms um, and, and dads who read it are blessed by it and it helps them uh, because it certainly encouraged me (laughs) (laughs) to sit down and actually put into writing just the different ways that you can do this. But it's definitely written for parents and teens. I would love for teens because I always tell the the parents when I sit down to talk with them, um, I always want, if they will come, the teen or the high schooler to be in the meeting as well so that we can talk What high school can look like for them and, you know, how to tailor it to what their goals are and their um, dreams are and things like that. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that not just parents, but teens will enjoy this book. But also I wrote it because we're such an out of the box family. I wrote it in such a way that if your student is college bound and they want to go to a four year university, even an Ivy League school, there's stuff in there for you. And if your kid, you know, wants to go the trade route or start in the workforce right away, or start their own business or take over mom and dad's business, I got stuff in there for them. And then if there's the kid who has no idea Uh, (laughs) what he wants to do, I got stuff in there for them too. And just different ways that if you're Charlotte Masony, there's Mm -hmm. you know ways you do high school that way. And if you're classical, there's stuff in there for you there. And if if you're traditional. There's stuff in there for you. And then if you're an unschooler, there's, you know, stuff in there for you as well. And so and I even included an appendix with lots of forms and samples that you could uh, photocopy or print and uh, book list and things like that. So that my, my goal was that as you were reading it, it was such an easy read that you felt like we were just sitting at a coffee shop and we were just kind of talking about how awesome homeschooling the high school years can be. Okay. And then using stuff in the book, as soon as you finish the book, you could literally start the next week.
0: Love it. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that, this is the perfect time for this, Carrie. This is amazing because, you know, I tell parents that are thinking about, oh, my kid's in middle school and I don't think I could do this. Or, you know, I'm like, you, you literally just do what you did before. Moms are uh-huh. super sleuths. We're researchers and creative people. And we figure it out. You know, you know your kid the best. And I always think, why would you sow all these little seeds when they're little and you have the couch time and the couch school and, you know, doing all these read-alouds and then you don't get to see the, the bloom, you know, after mm-hmm. you've invested all that time because that's what high school is. And I think high school, I mean, rivals anything you do with your little ones because it is so yep. amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yep, that.
1: that's actually how I started the book. Oh. I said, you know, God saved the best for last. I really didn't think that homeschooling high school could top the mud pies and the finger painting and, you know, the snuggles on the couch. And, but it did those years with my teenagers walking alongside them and watching them become the, the, the person that God had created them to be and watching them figure out their calling in this life and. Just all the crazy shenanigans and the driving lessons and the (laughs) philosophical lessons or clocks at 12 at night and all of it. It was just so precious. And it was, I, I can't believe it, but it really did top the wonder years when they were just little itty bitties. And I just wish moms could take that leap of faith and just trust that, you know. Yeah, there are going to be challenges. But like you said, I became an expert Googler because if <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I know the answer and my kid didn't know the answer, we either called grandpa if it was chemistry um, uh-huh. or we called uncle if it had something to do with legal issues, like it was government and everything else. There was, hey, Siri. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, are um, uh-huh. you outsource, you know, you find a mentor or you find someone that can teach it to your child or tutor your teen or they take an outside class there's just so much
0: yeah and there's a misconception of homeschooling I think sometimes people think that that means you're at home and you're the primary teacher and all the subjects and you really don't have to do that and you can be creative in ways that you find classes for your children the internet's a beautiful thing and I love social media and I hate it sometimes but there's so many wonderful connections that can be made and you just ask questions and you put out to your friends hey my kid's really into art do you know anybody?" And of course someone knows someone and then you call that person and you see if it's a good fit. I love that. So one thing that I would love to talk with you about before we finish up, because this conversation has gone so fast, I'm gonna have to have <laughs> you back on. Leadership within the homeschool community as a mom who's been there, done that. I've. Do you feel like you see, I don't know, a revival of sorts of moms who are reinvesting into the homeschool community or how would you encourage moms as they're finishing out their high school career with their their children to continue to participate and help those moms behind them.
1: Yeah, I think that's real important because the new generation of homeschooling families that are coming up, a lot of them have that COVID mindset, you know, that this is how it was done in school, so therefore we have to do it this way, or this is how we did it for two years because we were online, and mm-hmm. so, you know, it has to be this way. I just feel like the moms who are finishing up They've been there. They've done that. Um, They literally did it, I'm sure, on their knees like I did, praying every step of the way. For them to really come alongside uh, the new generation, to just say the things that you you said, that really, simple is best. Less is more. All you need is a library card and some dice and cards for some math games and an old-fashioned composition notebook. And you've got everything you need. And to just come alongside them, to just keep reassuring them that it's going to be okay. If God's called into this, they can definitely do it. Um, I just know I wish that's one of my, my hindsights in this whole thing is I wish I would have listened to those mentor moms so, so long ago at park day when they would tell me, just breathe, just take it easy. They're going to be fine. They're <laughs> <Yes>. gonna. <laughs> Fabulous human beings. And if they go to college, they're going to know how to read when they get there. And if they, you know, once they get a job, they're going to make money. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And, you know, you're just so stressed in the beginning. And then when you start high school, you're so stressed. You think that, you know, you're always kind of thinking, are we going to be doing enough? But yeah, moms need to put on that retired mom school hat and get in there and mentor and and just be there to encourage and. Keep their foot in the door of their homeschool group that they were a friend, you know, so that um, they can be there for the, the the moms who are just starting out. And I think it's really, really, really important.
0: I would agree. Um, so let's not forget to talk about what are your kids doing now that they've graduated? How have you seen them blossom from homeschool? This really is the best time of life. Even
1: though I don't like the emptiness, <laughs> the house is way, way too quiet. I have front row seats to watching all those seeds that my husband and I planted and all those mentors that were in their lives planted that we worried so much. Are they learning anything? Is this sticking? Because you don't really see a lot of fruit during the process, you know, when you're in the trenches. But man, on this side of it, the front row seats are beautiful. I'm just so excited watching um. All the fruit and the, the blossoms, uh, coming through in my, my kids as they begin to walk their journey, you uh-huh. know, what God has called them to do. But my daughter, she's 25 and, um, she's the overachiever in the family out of the four of us. She has two degrees already. And wow. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's a clinical psychologist. And so she's working with, uh, in that area in Hollywood, California. So, um, that's what she's doing right now. and my son is a junior in college, playing collegiate baseball, and um he's studying business with an entrepreneurship kind of concentration' uh he would like to start his own business or you nice. know do something on north line. so yeah,
0: they're moving along, doing the things they want to do, planning out their their goals and I love that. So, and you're finding yourself writing books, (laughs) and uh, speaking, Uh, (laughs) picking up old projects. Yeah. Um. Do you have any speaking events coming up anytime soon? Thanks for asking. Yeah, Yeah, actually, um, I just finished this past week. It was so fun. A a group of
1: a small group of homeschooling moms in Florida, because I Um, live in California. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I couldn't go to Florida. And so we did a Zoom on Monday morning. It was an hour and a half. And it was a lot like this. They just kind of asked questions. And uh, so I do a lot of that. So that's a lot of fun. Um, But speaking, I'll be at um, the Utah Convention in April. And I'm going to be at the Great Homeschool Convention in California. And I love the, it's a new one, the Northern California Homeschool Convention.
0: I'll be there
1: uh, this summer. And Arizona, too. That's going to be another one. I think that one's in July. So that's
0: exciting. Well, I know I am so encouraged. I listen to your podcast. Do you want to remind our listeners what the name of your new book is and when it is going to be released?
1: Yes. So it's called Homeschool High School, a handbook for Christian education. Um, It does come out March 1st on Amazon. And it will be available, uh, for purchase from ChristianBooks.com, uh, mid March, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Audible version will be ready to go, um, by the end of March and the Kindle will be uh, released on March 1st, too. So
0: I love that's that. That's
1: why they could get any form of it they want.
0: Yeah. So I know that you are introducing a membership option for your mm-hmm. copy with Carrie. You want to talk about that? I, I just, I love promoting other people and I just, I, lo- I love what you're doing and I just really want to support you and I want to send my people Thank over to you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we started, the. it's called The Coffee House, but basically it is a, a membership. But what we do there is once a month we have what we call coffee and conversation. And so the first Monday of every month, it's basically like this. It's just all of us get on uh, Zoom and there's a topic we talk about, but then we open it up for free for all. So it's Q&A, it's the moms asking each other, hey, I'm having trouble keeping my preschooler occupied. What are you doing? And, you know, so it's not just me uh, because, you know, there's all the moms out there have fabulous ideas and inspiration. And so we do that once a month. And then at the end of each month, we have our curriculum chat. And so every month we focus on a particular academic area. So like coming up in February, we'll be talking about science. So again, we just all come together and if there's a curriculum or a resource or something that you've been using for science that you absolutely love, we share that. And then the moms who are stuck, (laughs) you know, they're like, oh, we just can't seem to get the science thing down pat. They soak up all of uh, the recommendations and then we post those um, in the coffee house so that everybody could go click on those links when we're all done. We also have it's like every other month I do um, an online seminar uh, just to kind of give the moms ideas. So like the one coming up in March will be on the looping schedule, like mm-hmm. how to do time and get to that pile of stuff you say that when we have time we we'll get to, but you never get to.
0: Yeah, I've got yeah. that pile. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so like I have those kinds of seminars. Like we have one on teaching math with games and just whatever. I kind of feel out the moms what what they would like to, to hear and to learn about. And then we do a seminar with that. And then those are recorded. So they're always up in the coffee house. So like if the moms can't come when it's live, mm-hmm. uh, they could watch it at their leisure with their PJs on. And then we also have like discussion boards so the moms can uh, shoot each other questions about just different things like high school, students with learning differences, you know, homeschooling with large families, homeschooling with an only child. Uh-huh. Um, so it really is. I wanted it to be a place um, where moms knew it was safe to go and that they had a community because I was also finding when I go to different conventions, just how spoiled we are here in Southern California when it comes to homeschool groups. Mm-hmm. There's just many where we live that when I go to different um, areas of California and uh, different states, I, I find that a lot of moms say, I want to get in community. But where I live, there's hardly any either homeschoolers around me, or the nearest group is like you know an hour and a half away. Yeah. And so I thought, well, you know what? I know online's not in person, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why I, I created the 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 copy house so that at least those moms in particular
0: uh-huh. could at
1: least have unity. You know, the, if they didn't have it in person, they could have it with all of us who are hanging out.
0: Yeah, I. I- I appreciate you. I think that's awesome. So do you want to go ahead and tell our guests where to find you on the web, uh, your podcast, and how to connect?
1: Thank you. You're so sweet. You know? Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're a sweetheart. Uh, yes, everybody can find me. Basically, if you just go to my website, coffeewithcarry.org, that will bring you to everything. But my podcast is called Coffee with Carrie, Homeschool, a podcast, and I drop a new episode every Thursday. And uh, so they can find me on iTunes and just just about everywhere. And I'm on Instagram. So you can find me at Coffee with Carrie Consultant if you're an Instagrammer. And pretty much anything else, uh, like if you want to join the coffee house, all of that will be at the website, coffeewithcarrie.org. And my book, like I said, you can get that March 1st. So
0: excellent. Well, I'm very much looking forward to reading it. I can't wait. Thank you for joining me tonight. And we. Appreciate you listening to the Show Me Homeschool podcast. Joe and I really want to bring you great content and connect you with wonderful people. And if you have any feedback or questions, you can email us at info at Thank you for listening. This episode was sponsored by Podcast with Faith, our favorite Christian podcast production company. For more information, visit them at www.podcastwithfaith.com. To learn more about booking one-on-one or group homeschool coaching sessions with us, upcoming events, see our speaking schedule, or to get access to more resources, be sure to check out our website, www.showmehomeschool.com, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can also follow us on Instagram at show.me.homeschool, on Pinterest at showmehomeschool, or email us at info at showmehomeschool.com.